Now, as we heard today, the whole country will move to the traffic light system from next Friday, December the 3rd. This means bars, restaurants, gyms and so on will only be open to vaccinated patrons rather next week. For Aucklanders, the hairdresser and the barber will be allowed from this Thursday. Grant Robertson is the Deputy Prime Minister and the Finance Minister. Evening, Minister. Evening, Heather. So why can't HOSPO open this week? Oh, well, because that's the decision that we've taken around the framework that we want to bring that in and HOSPO's part of that. What we thought we would do um, in terms of hairdressing was take the opportunity to have uh, a trial of the vaccine certificate regime in what is a reasonably confined environment. So not as many people as you'd see in a hospitality venue, easier to control and manage and work our way through that. But I think the certainty of a date is really important. When I was in Auckland last week, one of the things that, that the hospo uh, industry folk got across to me was, yes, they're really keen to get going, but they also do need a little bit of time to get staff on board, get stock on board. And so really pleased to be able to give a date now for everyone. Is the transmission from opening HOSPO going to put too much pressure on hospitals? No, not especially. It's always accumulated risk. You and I have had this conversation a lot of times. It's not one thing, it's just the build-up of a number of issues and we just want to step our way through and give some certainty and some consistency for people. Uh, We're very, very close to getting the the framework operating. People have got that certainty of the date now. We've got uh, an ability to trial the vaccine certificates to make sure we can iron out any issues that might arise with those. And so it's it's simply a a measured and careful way of uh, moving towards the framework. During this Delta outbreak, have we had any bars or restaurants as infection sites? I believe we might have had one, the Northland, and the Northland outbreak was, was built around a pub, as far as I'm aware, or the second part of it. Um, and look, you know, from time to time we do have those, but it's not specifically about that. Um, we just know that those settings are ones where we do have a greater opportunity for, for transmission just because of the nature of bars and what people are doing in bars. But we are very confident we can manage that safely, and we will. Is the scanning app not ready? Um, we hear a bit more about that um, this week, and so no, that's well and truly underway. It's not, you know, you can ask me whether all sorts of reasons are there. There's no one single thing. We are building ourselves up to a, a new framework. Do you mean there's requires... no one single thing that is the reason for HOSPO not opening? That's right. Um, you know, we're it, it feels like there. the answer to that, Minister, with respect, is just that you've made that decision, and that's just it, and tough titties to HOSPO. No, not at all. Um, as, as we've said numerous times, um, we operate on a, on a advice from public health officials on a risk-based approach. Um, we're moving towards that when we, when we get to the vaccination levels, when we get to the decision that we want to. We have the ability to trial it through, uh, through the hairdressers. We think that's very low risk and offers us an opportunity to test. So what's the, the risk? Well, the risk remains the risk of transmission, which has been the risk all along. Yeah, but you've but said in this, man- del- this entire Delta outbreak, we've had one bar or restaurant attached to an as an infectious uh, infectious zone. So, I mean, there is clearly no risk. I mean, it, it, it's confounding, isn't it? Why wouldn't no, we open not, bars it's and not restaurants? Confounding because we haven't had bars open, so it's kind of like yes, a, we have. It's a, it's a catch twenty two situation. You've got, you've got twenty cases a day in some cases in Waikato. Um, you've had bars and restaurants open there, haven't you? Yes, but I think you were talking about the Auckland outbreak. In fairness, I'm talking about the a, entire Delta outbreak. outbreak. Yeah, I'm just I, what, what I'm what I'm struggling to get from you is a co- coherent reason as to why you haven't opened bars and restaurants. 
because bars and restaurants, on the public health advice we have, represent um, some of the places where there is a risk of transmission higher than others. It doesn't sit on its own. It sits in a broader framework of where we have risks in a number of different settings, and if we add all of them up, they represent a public health risk. But we do have a system coming through with the traffic light framework which allows us to manage that. In Auckland, we haven't had bars open, so we can't test the hypothesis. In other parts of New Zealand, we have seen some transmission in those settings, and we certainly did in the first outbreak. Yes, but as you yourself said, it's not going to add any extra pressure to hospitals, so there's no real risk. Well, we're still working our way carefully through it. I mean, you know, of course decisions could be made that are different, but we are consistently throughout this have taken a careful and a measured approach and it's served us really well. And we will now with a date on um, next Friday. We know when hospitals are opening, the people that I met with last week were keen to get some time to run in. Of course they're keen to open, but now they've got the certainty that they're looking for. Are you still going to be running MIQ in February? But we haven't taken our final decisions on that, um, and we'll, we'll obviously have more to say about that. MIQ, and we've signalled this for some time, MIQ has a future, particularly around supporting people who are not vaccinated um, and people coming from high-risk countries. But we've been very clear that we want to move to self-isolation as the default, and we will do that in the first quarter of next year, and we're just working our way through the, the details of that and obviously the the decision by NZTE uh, to, to open up their allocation for January and February is to give some people some certainty and confidence, but Minister's Cabinet hasn't made the final decision about what dates in the first quarter we're going to start moving more people to self-isolation. Are you announcing that in the next couple of weeks? We're announcing that soon, and Prime Minister signalled it'll be before Christmas. There's a few few matters to deal with, but we're well advanced in our thinking about what we can do, talking to airlines, talking to others about what's possible, immigration officials, etc., um, um, as we move towards you know, uh, getting ourselves to people more in self-isolation. Will you drop it before Christmas so we can get some families back together? So we haven't made the, you know, that's not the decision we've made and we've signalled that it's likely to be the first, um, first quarter of next year and that's the pathway that we're on. Did you tell the truth when you blamed the GP, the sale GP decision on officials? I didn't blame officials. I stated the, the truth, which is that officials advised us a package of, of group bookings for um, sports-related and cultural-related activities that didn't include sale GP. And Can I just stop you to... there and just correct that? It says uh, Your statement says the decision was made by the Border Exemptions Officials Group. Yeah, what my statement says is that that is they made the recommendation to ministers. Ministers then no, it says they made the decision. Well, they it's, did it's make they the, made decision the decision because they put the package together. There's there's no there's no difference between the fact that they did that and then ministers took the final final call, the border ministers group. So the ministers uh, the made the final decision, over, did the they? Process, the process over the course of the last year and a half has been that the MIQ officials um, come up with their list. As the Minister of Sport, I've advocated strongly for sporting events and sporting groups to be part of uh, the MIQ process, and I have not succeeded on many occasions. Um, I'm not part of that Board of Ministers group, but that was the official's recommendation, was that the sale GP wasn't in there. Sorry, um, can I just, sorry, step, can you just clarify for me, did, you, did ministers make the decision or did officials make the decision? Well, officials made a decision not to include it in their package and ministers endorsed that decision. Right, and they made that decision based on a meeting where verbally ministers made the decision. Well, no, they made that decision on what they put forward to ministers at that meeting. The, the officials have done a lot of work and, you know, all credit to them, they worked very hard, but they have come up with their package, which they have recommended to ministers. 
So when Cara Isaac says that they verbally confirmed with ministers the decision not to allocate places in MIQ for sale GP, you're saying that that's the officials' decision and ministers just went along with what officials decided? Ministers went along with the package that officials recommended, and that's been pretty much the pattern throughout this. Uh, ministers like myself as the minister. So officials are, are running this country, are they? On on the case of MIQ, they make strong recommendations, and ministers that I'm not denying ministers accepted their recommendations. It's a group that I went along to that meeting because I advocate on behalf of the sports groups. Um, Sale GP, let's make sure we're also aware there have been long conversations between Sport New Zealand and Sale GP. Unfortunately, Sale GP didn't have the flexibility to be able to shift the dates that they wanted to come, and the strong recommendation of officials was that that was a period of time in January when MIQ was going to be full of New yeah, Zealanders. Yeah, no, we understand the reasons because we've back. been through this. Signed mm. off by six ministers, Farfoy Hipkins, Wood, Cipollone, Jackson, Nash. They made the decision, didn't they? They accepted the recommendation made to them. They by made officials. the decision, didn't they? They accepted the recommendation made to them by officials. Yes. Do you need to correct this record? I don't think so because I didn't say anything that was. <laughs> have incorrect. you been too definitive, Minister? Have you? I didn't say anything that was incorrect. <laughs> Do you agree with Stuart Nash that groundswell are racists and anti-vaxxers? Oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't use those words, no, because I think when you do that, you you, you cast that aspersion on a lot of people. I certainly saw some signs um, from the rallies that could fit that description, but I'm not signs that they explicitly that. asked those people not to turn up with. So, will you be asking Stuart Nash did. to withdraw and so, apologise? They did turn up. Yeah, with but them, they can they? ask you to do anything, Minister. You know, it's a free country. People will turn up with weird stuff sometimes. It's not their fault, is it? Yeah, and as it doesn't I say, make them anti-vaxxers, does it? That's not a term that I would use to describe the whole group. So, you know, I, Minister Nash has, has explained his reasoning for what he said, but that's not a term I'd, I'd use to Are you going to ask him to apologise? They'd like him to apologise. That's not my job to do either. Would you ever back down on Three Waters? I think Three Waters program is essential and everybody realises that the status quo doesn't work and, and New Zealanders are not only not got the water infrastructure they deserve and need, but are also going to end up paying more than they should if we stick to the status quo. So we're going to press on with the reforms. Minister Mahuda has obviously announced the group of mayors and, and representatives of iwi to work through governance issues and hopefully we can come up with some consensus there. But in terms of the overall program, no, we're going to be pressing on with it because New Zealanders deserve Peter. Brilliant. Thank you so much, Minister. Appreciate it. Grant Robertson, Deputy Prime Minister, also Finance Minister, 18 past six.